0: Let's talk about Emily Campbell being the first British female weightlifter to win an Olympic medal. Let's also discuss Rihanna, who is now officially a billionaire and the wealthiest female musician in the world. What about hip hop culture being recognised by the US Congress, making August the 11th officially Hip Hop Celebration Day and a whole lot more? This is Pablo from Hackney, and this is Pablo's Podcast. Thank you for choosing Pablo's Podcast today. Welcome. By three methods, we may learn wisdom. First, by reflection, which is the noblest. Second, by imitation, which is the easiest. And third, by experience, which is the bitterest. Confucius. So, welcome to episode 68. Still here, sparking debate. So, this month, August, well, first of all, let me say congratulations and happy uh, Independence Day to Jamaicans across the world. They've been independent since 1962, which is a good thing. And looking forward, looking forward to the 11th of August, which is the date Hip Hop was born. Been very influential across the planet. And on the 31st of this month is Trinidad and Tobago's independence since 1962. So party time, party time, especially now the world is opened up. So yes, so this week, well this week gone, um, African polo, African polo. I didn't even know there was African polo uh, established in the UK. And apparently also established in Africa. Um, it was in, I think it was introduced in early, early 19... I think it was about 1940. Um, yeah, by English, actually, from what I understand. But yeah, so in the UK, um, we can just gone uh, Lux Afrique Polo Day in Surrey. Uh, it's the third... I think it's their third, uh, third year of doing it there. And it's been called the Black Ascot. So yeah, so maybe next year I'll I'll try it out. Never been to anything like that before, but um, they bring together like the best of African fashion, African food, music, etc., and they have it in a glorious and splenditious, if that's a word, um, English countryside um, resort. So yeah, that, that, that and it looked from the pictures and everything and the feedback, it seemed like it was a really nice, nice day out, different. Different for sure. So the Olympics is coming to, they're kind of wrapping it up now. We're coming to the end of the Olympics now. Um, but Emily Campbell um, done really, really, really well um, with the weightlifting and became the first female, British female uh, weightlifter to win an Olympic medal um, with her plus 87 kg silver she won. So yeah. 27 years old. Um, she's, you know, Olympian now, and you know she's she's the first to do what she did. So that's that is a great thing, great thing. I think in total, through throughout the whole event, she lifted the total of 283 kilograms, which is yeah, which ain't no joke really if you know anything about weightlifting. So yeah, so good luck to her with all that it brings, and hopefully we see her in I think it's Paris 2024, I believe. Yeah. So um also Aaliyah's, Leah Aaliyah, I mean for some people that remember Leah was massive through the 90s um before she sadly passed away um through R&B music etc but um a lot of her music um hasn't been available for stream you know I, th- I think there's only maybe one album I think um that was available but there's been some wranglings going on with the family and, you know, legal stuff. And almost two decades later, her two final records, um, was it? one in a million and the other one titled Aaliyah, um, they'll be released. So people will be able to restream them. Um, and yeah, could you, you, she's one of those artists. I, was, I really did wonder how comes you don't, you don't really hear about her because she, she was massive when she was alive. You know, she was definitely the sound of the 90s. Um, so, yeah, so the rollout begins the 20th of August um, with one in a million. So, and I think also they've got some, um, some new titles to be released throughout the rest of this year. So something to look forward to. Yeah, some, you know, heartfelt R&B, positive music. Hopefully that'll bring some balance to, to what's out there at the moment. You know, so because um, you can't you can't go wrong with R and I mean, who who doesn't like a bit R and B, really? You know, so yeah, we look forward to that. So yeah, in regards to the Olympics, though, back to the Olympics, the Kenyan elude um, Chog, and I know I must have pronounced that wrong, but the Kenyan, the legend, um, they call they call him the Running Philosopher, even. But um, he has he's the only he's the only the third person to win successive Olympic uh, marathons. He finished like two hours and eight minutes. Sorry. Yeah, two hours and eight minutes and 38 seconds. Um, his, his last run. So, yeah, he, basically he's considered um, the greatest marathon runner of all time um, and famously recorded his first um, under two hour marathon in 2019. So congratulations to him. And yeah, he... He's he's a legend, man. I am I'm sure he'll be there in Paris as well, doing his thing again. So yeah, um earlier I, I mean well not earlier, it's not that long ago, but I just spoke about um about it being uh, hip hop's uh, the day hip hop was born, August eleventh, which will be celebrated then. Um and also it kinda ties into the Aaliyah, uh, you know, Aaliyah's album coming out at this time as well. Um yeah, because it's, you know, that whole era, hip-hop, R&B, it's all connected. But, um, and also, another connection is actually Jamaica. It being Independence Day for Jamaica, you know, on the 6th, just gone. Because um, Jamaica has a big part to play in, in the foundation of um, of hip-hop. You know, if you, if, you, if you know your history, you know how it's all connected. Um, cool DJ Herc, the founder, he is actually Jamaican. So, you know, and obviously rapping styles goes back to toasting, etc., cetera, et cetera, But anyway, the point I was going to make is that um, in America, um, I mean, well, before I even get to that, it's, it's, it's a fact that hip-hop is the most popular music genre in the world. You know, um, you know influences everything from language to fashion to different genres of music, etc. cetera. Um, but hip-hop culture is now being recognised by the US Congress. Um, and they have made uh, August the 11th national, uh, a national celebration day, you know. Um, I think they it happened on July the 29th uh, of this year where they, where they passed the resolution to make the date um, now known as National Hip Hop Celebration Day. They need to bring that to the UK as well. Um, but I'm sure you know we we kind of follow what the UK does I mean America does so even if they don't I'm sure we will be celebrating if you're a true hip hop lover Um, but yeah so that's it's it's, it's official that is the official day in the US Um, and also they've kind of added to that hip hop they're making August hip hop um, recognition month so not just a day from August this year it will be Hip-hop month, so, yeah, it's, it's great, you know, it's absolutely great. I mean, me, I'm an avid hip-hop lover. I love all kinds of music genres, but hip-hop is definitely up there, um, definitely up there at the top with, with a couple of others. But, yes, um, so, and also, they also added, um, in November 2021, is going to be Hip-Hop History Month. And I think that is amazing too, for many different reasons. I'll tell you on another podcast why. But November, Hip Hop History Month. Absolutely amazing. I can't wait to see what, um, what comes out of that, what sort of things start happening off the back of that. And, you know, I think we definitely need to adopt that and recognise that because, it's, I mean, it's globally influential. You know, that should, it should be a national thing. It's globally influential. Maybe I'm biased. I don't know, but yes. Um, so in regards to the COVID stuff, obviously we're all out there free, loads of festivals and everything gone on this weekend. And it's a bit wet outside, but I, I can imagine whoever was out there, this was one of those festivals. They didn't mind if it was wet, sunny, snow, whatever, that people were getting out there after being locked up for all these months. So hopefully everybody was safe and enjoyed themselves who were out there this weekend um but moving forward um 16 and 17 year olds are going to be given invites to be vaccinated um they i mean gps in england have been told that they can contact um that age group now and there's walk-in centers um that accept people of that age group i don't think i think there's something with the um uh, the the nhs app in, in regards to booking it so i think that's why they're sticking to um walk-ins and stuff um but also party goers at nightclubs including ministry of sand and heaven um, they'll be campaigning and promoting um to party goers you know to, to get vaccinated and where to get vaccinated so so yeah so the government the nhs are really you know bringing in uh, different organizations that you know where young people frequent to to encourage them you know, and uh yeah, so that's 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 how they're gonna do that going forward. They're also gonna be like um, rolling out campaigns across social media channels, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, all of them, radio stations as well, um, Kiss are involved, Capital, Heart, Sunrise, Talk Sports, all of these different mediums um urging young people to to get jabbed, you know, get their vaccine. Uh, for me I think it's I think it's really, really good the way they you know that the government you know the NHS are using these platforms to target young people because what, what it highlights is they know how to target young people so I just hope moving forward they use the same channels to promote positive lifestyle choices in the future for young people like you know put money into it and promote it in the same way they're promoting the vaccine because um because, I, I mean, you know, because of my, you know, me being involved in podcasts and, and other things, I'm very aware of how to uh, tap into young people across these the, 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 the formats that I just explained. But it's interesting to see how they're really using all of these platforms to make sure they reach their objective. So, as I said, I hope they use it in the future, to promote positive lifestyle choices for young people across all of those platforms because it does work, and this is how they this is how young people um, receive information best so yeah i 'll be keeping my eye on that for sure, but that 's what they should do in my eyes anyway that is also they are giving out cash prizes, cash jackpots um, for double jab students, um, University of Sussex got a scheme. Where they're incentivizing young people uh, to basically sign up, and all the students would be, who are entered would be, um, they'll be entered into a draw um, with 10 winners able to win £5,000 each if they're drawn. So all they need to do is prove that they're either double vaccinated, double jabbed, or they're exempt, and then they'll be involved and they can win five grand, 10 people winning five grand. So, yeah. Again, this is, you know, these are the kind of incentives that young people like. So if we want young people to do better and be better, this, this, this is a template of how do we do that? How do we get young people to do what we'd like them to do? Well, if, if nothing good comes out of this coronavirus, it's shown us how to um, get to young people and what incentivizes them. So let's not forget, let's not forget how to reach young people. And there are more things we can do as well, but let's not forget that for sure so in Wuhan, where all of this covid situation started um they are in a situation there where now where they've had a handful of positive um coronavirus cases um so they're in the process now of testing the entire population um, and yeah it's um i mean the the, the truth is the First, this is their first infections for like more than a year now, you know, so it's really interesting that they, after such a long time of having, you know, having no local infections, a year down the line, they're getting a new infection. Very interesting. Um, Hopefully that is not going to, you know, uh, emulate itself across the planet. You know, with, you know, a year of happiness and then it all starts again and stuff like that. Hopefully this is a one off. So, yeah, but we'll see. I'm sure we'll hear a lot more about that. And, you know, it kind of made me reminded me of August 2020 when we had um, the Eat Out to Help Out, uh, which then you know, and then the schools went back and then we basically went into Christmas with a lockdown. You know, there was... Talk- I remember in that August, we were talking about Christmas being opened up and families being able to see each other. But as we got closer to the time, the numbers kind of showed that we, we, we couldn't do that. And they kind of blamed it on the schools, but in my mind, I was... It was like, well, the eat out to help out was... was a, was a big factor, but they didn't really talk about that too much. But nevertheless... We're, like, come July 2021, we've had Freedom Day. I mean, the, the big difference is, is, obviously, we've got um, a vaccine and, you know, we've got most of the population vaccinated. So, so now we do have most people vaccinated. I really, really hope that we can avoid another lockdown. I really, really do hope that, it, you know, it does change the trajectory of, of this virus. Um, and, yeah. Uh yeah. and I'm sure we I'm sure we, we all do, you know. I mean one thing's for sure though, we can you know, it's been reported we definitely got less deaths off the back of um COVID since peop since people have been taking the vaccination, but it hasn't stopped people getting ill and people getting to hospital. Um and then obviously people are getting to hospital for everything else as well, where they wouldn't have went throughout the beginning of the pandemic. So and they do talk about the numbers of people in hospitals getting higher and higher slowly, but it's getting higher and higher. And I suppose the concern is will that mean that the NHS will be overrun? And and that might be the reason, potentially, hopefully not, for a lockdown. But I suppose all we can do is, is wait and see and hope. But um but yeah, we're going through the motion. We're going through the motions. And I suppose this is by opening society, this is really the only way you can test how effective the virus is. So, so yeah, we'll see. But I do hear, I have had some conversations this week and people are kind of looking at how things are right now. And in my mind, it's, like, I mean, whatever we're looking at now is fine. But experience through the time of this pandemic has shown us that you really need to maybe give it two or three months at least before you start to summarize you know what what the effects are of of what we're doing in the moment you know cuz it does take time to kind of show itself fully and that's just in one country being the UK you know i, I always have to remind people this isn't um this isn't a, a local situation or a national situation it's a global situation so one country being fine one city being fine is is not the End of the story, you know, we need to get the planet right. So, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big issue. But sadly, this week we've had one death um, of a young person uh, in Birmingham on the 31st of July. Um, a female, your Danos Browrain, was found with multiple stab wounds in her home in Newtown, Birmingham. And the 25-year-old man has been now arrested. So my thoughts and prayers go out to the family, friends, and family of this young 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 lady. Um, you know, it's not very often you hear about young females um, passing. You know, through through knife crime. So yeah, I mean, it's sad, whatever the whatever the um, the, the the sex of the person, but. You know, it does kind of highlight that it just it happens to young people, regardless male or female. But yeah, really, really sad. Really, really sad. And also for the back of that, um, West Midland Police has referred itself to the um, Independent Office of Police Conduct um, after it emerged that the detectives had taken 45 minutes to get to the scene of this crime, despite the, the station being less than two minutes away. I don't know how that happens. I don't think there's no excuse for that. 45 minutes to get there and the station is two, less than two minutes away. So, yeah, um, just kind of adds insult to injury, really, you know. Um, but, yeah, really sad, really sad. So sticking with the West Midlands, um, a West Midland police officer Had been convicted of assaults Of two assaults actually PC uh, Declan Jones Committed both offences while on duty In Birmingham last year Didn't hear anything about it at the time myself You know um, But yeah It's come to light now um, But basically um, He he attacked and kicked and punched The 15 year old uh, boy um, After he he had one he Assaulted somebody the day before But the next day he Punch and kick this fifteen-year-old boy, which is crazy. Crazy to actually hear that sentence. Um, yeah, um, but and the, there were complaints about the attack, which were which happened to be on two black males. Um, people, you know, complaints were. It was suggested that there were the, there was a racial element to these attacks. Um, but the IOPC investigated uh, the race di- race discrimination element of it. Um, but found no evidence um, and, you know, no pattern of behaviour that Declan Jones um, used or his language or anything like that. Basically, didn't suggest any discriminatory behaviour. So, um, so that's where that lays. But nevertheless, Declan Jones uh, will be sentenced September the 10th um, for, his, for the two assaults that he he committed they haven't spoken about him losing his, his his job yet but that's got to be on his way you know if he's been convicted so yeah so yeah so this this week actually is the the 6th of August is actually the anniversary or is that even the right word to use the um the date 10 years ago of the Tottenham riots um yeah which happened in 2011 um yeah, I'm sure we, we all remember it well. You know, that was a something we'd never seen before, you know, how it spread, you know, from Tottenham up and down the country and stuff like that. Um, but it started with about 300 people walking down um, from Broadwater Farm um, to the Tottenham Police Station seeking justice and answers over the death of um, Mark Duggan, um, who's from Broadwater Farm. And, yeah, and, of course obviously we as we know um as we found out later fully because it was a you know the story initially was a bit different but um he was shot dead by two police um days earlier so that's what the people were marching for and off at of the back of that you know the riot started and it lasted like five nights you know um yeah the the cities was were engulfed in violence and Fires and just looked like a war zone. Cities looked like a war zone. It spread, like I said, it spread to Birmingham, Salford, Manchester, Liverpool, Nottingham. It was yeah, never we'd we'd never seen anything like that spread like that. And you know, police were being pulled from pillar to post. You know, going to different cities to help out, and it was it was different. Um, And yeah, but the by the end of the riots, five people had died more than 200 people were injured, most of them being uh, police officers. But yeah, as I said, it started through the death of Mark Duggan. Um, that whole situation, was like under, undercover police um, following Mark Duggan. And incidentally, Mark Duggan was a father of four. Um, but they were following him after he'd met another man who, they, who the police suspected was selling him a gun. They stopped his car. Uh, Mark Duggan jumped out. Uh, and a police officer fired twice. The first shot passed through um, Mark Duggan's arm and it lodged in a police radio. And then the second shot um, landed in Mark Duggan's chest and that was the the fatal shot. But I I remember at the time, the initial talk from the police was that he shot at the police and it hit the police radio. And it sounded plausible at the time. It did sound plausible because... You know, you stop stopped somebody, hard stop. And I think it was on Ferry Lane, it was. So it was a hard stop. And then the police has got a bullet hole in his radio. So, it you know, you, you, you wouldn't have thought anything else other than, you wouldn't have thought that it was through a bullet coming from a police gun. But, um, but needless to say, um, at the time when, after they shot Mark Duggan, um, Uh, a gun was found seven metres away from where he was shot. Um, But as time went on, things started to change. There was more clarity about what happened and the Independent uh, Police Complaints Commission later announced um, that it may have given misleading information to journalists to the effect that um, the shots were exchanged between Mark Duggan and the police. So in layman's terms, that was a lie, you know, that's pretty much what it was, it wasn't a shootout between, there was no exchange, it was just, um, it was a one-way fire, so, so yeah, but 10 years ago, um, in some ways, it doesn't seem that, whew, it doesn't seem that long, but then, in other ways, it does, you know, so much has happened since then, I mean, who who would have thought then, that we'd be going through a pandemic, you know, that's, yeah, but yeah, Really, really, um, yeah, really sad time. That was um, crazy time, crazy time. But yeah, 10 years ago, 10 years ago this week. So, also, um, going back to the, the Olympics, um, Simone Biles, you know, the amazing gymnast from America, she, she actually came back and, and, and done one of, the, um, one of the disciplines and won a bronze. Um, for the, It was for the beam, the women's beam final. Yeah, she won a bronze. Um, and it's just really good to see her come back after you know her, her talks around mental health and the, the blocks that she was having with the twisties, I think they call them, where they, where they can't concentrate properly on the twists so she didn't go in for those other ones in fear of hurting herself. So good to see her back and, um, yeah, just back on her job and winning the bronze. And long may it last, long may it last. So, um, Super uh, Superintendent Robin Williams, um, female officer 56, um, she proved it in November, I think it was, no, yeah, November 2019, she was sentenced to community service for having indecent images of a child on her phone, which she claims she, she hadn't even looked at, um, but um, she was dismissed from, from the Met for four months well sorry four months later after the incident and but since that uh, the police tribunal they had a police tribunal um, and, who, and basically they called her second unfair and unreasonable and spoke about I think it was she should have had a, a written warning and stuff like that um, but the police uh, moving forward they're not they're not happy with that decision um, and they've they've basically questioned the judgment of the police um, appeal tribunal. So, who knows? I, w- I wonder if they're going to try and um, overturn it. I wonder if it's if it, even if it is something they can overturn. But nevertheless, um, she is back at work. So yeah, that is the situation. So, Re re Re-re. We, we don't really hear a lot about her music these days because she's busy becoming a billionaire. She's now officially a billionaire. Congratulations to her. You know, young lady from Barbados, left Barbados, and, yeah, she come good. So, um, yeah, she's, she's officially a billionaire. We'll, basically, she's the wealthiest female musician in the world, according to Forbes. Um, uh, she's worth I think they say one point seven billion, which is in English money it's um one point two billion. Um but who's counting? Who's counting the who's counting the, the <laughs> we're counting. That's who's counting. Um so yeah, she and she's also um she's got an estimated one point four uh billion dollars um coming through the value of a Fenty Beauty Cosmetics company. Um I think her, her surname is, yeah, her, her surname is Fenty. And she's got a beauty cos, cosmetic company. So she got a lot of her money off of the back of that, as well as the music. Because she, when she does make music, she, it's hit after hit. But yeah, so she is only second to Oprah Winfrey um, as the richest uh, female entertainer in the world. Second to Oprah. Anna. Imagine that. Imagine that. Yeah, she really, she really done well. She really done well. And, and transcended music. You know, it's always for me. It's always inspirational when you see, you know, you see people transcend music. You know, because music gets you through the door, but you can do much more than that once you get in there. And um, just like, just like Jay Z, you know, and they're they're all connected. You know, she's she's under their their labels and stuff. So, so yeah, really, really inspirational. Really inspirational. So this month. This August, I was just saying to my kids yesterday, um, I was talking about summer holidays and and stuff like that and they were talking about how long it is they've got loads more days to go weeks to go Um, but it it prompted me to remember how, how hot it was throughout summer holidays, summer holidays were truly summer holidays back in the day it was always hot it was, you know, it was just beautiful, you don't, I don't remember no wet Days during summer holidays, and I do remember they were long as well. You know, the perspective of, the, of the young people is, um, yeah, time kind of goes a bit slower when you're young. But um, but yeah, there was never any rain or anything. But look look at it now. This month has been, it might even be the wettest on record. I suppose, but b- before the end of the month, they'll let us know. But um, but yeah, all this rain and stuff. So yeah, unfortunate. But hey it is what it is it is what it is could be worse but on the 22nd of this month um, we've got a full moon they call it the sturgeon moon that's got to be that's got to be something to do with the fish i'm going to i'm going to find out a bit more about that but yeah but we we're here, we're here in um, and when i say it, things could be worse in regards to us having a wet august things are worse you know in greece and in turkey they're having wildfires you know, um, at least eight people have died um in Turkey. You know, my thoughts and prayers go out to those people. I mean, burning in fire, there, there can't be many worse ways to go. There can't be many worse ways to go than, than burning to death. So my thoughts and prayers go out to the people that have passed and their families, but also... You know, just all the people that are living there. You know, looking from left to right, and you know, seeing your your town burning. You know, and there's there's not much people can do to to stop it when it's coming like that. You know, um, I saw a clip, uh, a video on the news where they were like people on the on the on a boat being rescued on on a ship, but. Where they're filming and there's, you know, there's gaps, it's like windows, but yeah, there's windows basically all around from where this, this person's perspective. But as they're panning the camera, it, and all you can see, it's nighttime as well, and all you can see is burning, just the surroundings burning, the island burning from left to right. It pans from left all the way to the right, and all you can see through these windows is fire burning, etc., and it just it just looks so real. It just looked like a movie. It looked like a green screen, like it wasn't real. Um, yeah, so it's got to be scary. And I mean, they're, they're literally living in a nightmare, you know, having the whole city. I mean, if you imagine wherever you are right now, if you imagine everywhere you looked around you is burning, everywhere in the distance, some close to you, but everywhere around you is burning. That's, yeah, I really feel it for them. I really feel it for them um but yeah like i said greece has carried out massive evacuations overnight um but the winds the winds are still as much as it's hot the the winds are whipping up the fires even more um so thousands have left their homes near the greek greece capital they've even got firefighters flying in from like france switzerland sweden cyprus romania um even england you know even the uk have sent some some uh, firefighters out there but you know, all of this is—it's it's all connected to climate change. You know, the world is getting hotter. You know, the world is getting hotter, and these these things happen, um, and will continue to happen. To be fair, we we have to start. I think as a planet, we have to start putting some things in place to kind of mit- mitigate the risks of these things happening in these places, especially, you know, them them rural places, wherever them rural places are on in the, in the on the planet. Um, but with climate change, the cr- the uh, risk of, you know, it getting really hot, dry weather, um, which will fuel the fires increases, you know. This week, Greece, um, Greece temperatures rose above 40 Celsius, 40 Celsius. And all that does is leaves all the vegetation, all the, all the greenery, bone dry. And then all it takes is a, a spark, you know, some heat. And that's the situation they're in. So I really hope we get on top of that as a planet. Um, sooner rather than later but definitely in Greece so like I said as much as I'm there you know uh, putting down England's wet weather um, it could be worse so um, look we're we're here we've got you know things can always be better but things could be worse so we've got to look on the bright side of things you know we've got to look at what we've got going for us you know the positives around us um, and kind of just, just build on them, just build on those positives and enjoy. Stay healthy, you know, look after each other, support each other, you know, look after our mental health, look after our physical health, just, just do it all. Take advantage. Take advantage of all the goodness around you. Take advantage of all the goodness around you. So thank you again for choosing Pablo's podcast today, and hopefully you can join me on the next one. Until then, take care and be nice to each other. Thank you for listening to Pablo's podcast. I'm Pablo from Hackney and you can catch me next week for more healthy discussion.